Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful Girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Girl CEO podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. I am so excited to have you ladies on with me today. Um, We have actress and producer Tika Sumter on and business executive Ty Randolph. Go ahead and just say hello to everyone, ladies. Hey, happy to be here. (laughs) So excited to have this chat. Yeah. Yes. How are you ladies feeling today? We are coming in um, off of a long weekend. How are you guys feeling? Good. Positive. Feel really good. Went on a great hike today and, you know, just. Just happy to see my girl, Ty, and uh, happy to be here with you. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, let me just start off with saying, you know, Tika, we have seen you on um, Ride Along, Nobody's Fool, Sonic the Hedgehog, and just so many other um, just amazing movies. And also, you know, Ty, you are also the president and CEO of Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud digital comedy brand. Um, I love that you two ladies have just came together, you know, to make magic happen um, and to create the sugar, you know, Sugarberry. Um, what inspired you all to come together to create this brand? Right. So I, we, Ty and I didn't know each other before we came together, actually. Um, yeah, it was kind of, um, a moment when I I was pregnant with my daughter, Ella, and she was in my belly, my first child. And I just, you know, when I looked out into the universe and when I saw, you know, media coverage of black motherhood, I just didn't like the way it looked. It was very, we always say doom, gloom and destruction. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't see that in my world, no matter how much any of my friends made. Like I just saw, I saw joy, but you know, obviously there were ups and downs to life, but I didn't see just one look of how women, mother motherhood looked, and I didn't like it. And I said I want to change it, and but I knew that I needed to understand what what I was actually doing and if it was a good idea. So um, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, said, "Hey, you know, there's this amazing executive who is super smart and bounced this idea off of her." And we met up at, at Soho House and had a conversation. I feel like that was our napkin idea almost. And, and uh, had a conversation. And, uh, you know, I kind of sold her on the idea of creating a space where Black women can be their whole selves and motherhood is at the forefront of it. And so we created Sugarberry together. And, you know, Sugarberry is like the brown mama's guide to the sweet life. 
Uh, tell us a little bit about what that means to you. To you. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things, um, you know, when Tika talks back to that initial meeting, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the cynic in, in the partnerships. I'm always like, how do we poke holes in something? Um, and I, you know, kind of went there with my business hat on being prepared to say, okay, these are the challenges with starting a media brand. Here's how crowded the marketplace is. Um, but I just felt really seen as a consumer and as a consumer mom. And I was struck by the idea, you know, sometimes hard to find a white space that no one's occupying. And I was in, and after I left that meeting, I went and I did more research on just, you know, black consumer moms as a target demographic. And, you know, black women are one of the fastest segments of uh, fastest growing segments of entrepreneurs in this country. Black women are one of the fastest growing segments of advanced degree holders in this country. And African-Americans wield $1.5 trillion in purchasing power. Black consumer moms are the gatekeeper for all of that spend. Yet, to Tika's point, we weren't being spoken to with care, and nuance, right? There were all these other outlets, the goops of the world, the hello giggles of the world, the, you know, sort of like throw a rock and hit a mom blog or a parenting company. And what was missing were women who, um, you know, again, were, were partnered, who, you know, had disposable income, who, um, you know, weren't suffering through parenthood. Sure, we all have our trials, but where was the joy for Black moms? So when she was laying out this vision, it felt so aspirational, not just from a business perspective, but I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to consume it. I ended up saying I would be your first customer actually. And our mission has really been about realizing a world where black women's care comes first. And to us, that's a revolutionary concept. And the reason why it's so important for us to focus on moms is because moms care for so many others, right? Um, we kind of lead our communities from within. So this idea of how do we allow, how do we enable, how do we empower black women to live a sweeter life? You know, it's, it's all of these calls to action. We do so via um, our podcast, The Sugar, where we have amazing women from all different backgrounds, you know, actresses like, you know, iconic actresses like Lynn Whitfield, um, you know, global, you know, superstar musicians like Kelly Rowland, but also fertility specialist and therapist and, um, you know, cancer survivors, women who are giving other women very tactical guides and pathways on how to create um, sweeter lives for themselves and their families. Love it. You know, and I was just listening to you and I was thinking, wow, you know, I wish something like this was around when I became a mom uh, 20 years ago, <laughs> 20. And um, we didn't have things like that. Uh, how important would you say that something like Sugarberry, you know, how important is that to women in the black community? Yeah, I mean, I think community is important and anybody who can build it and and bring women and make women the center of it, I feel like is doing a service to the world because like, you know, Ty said, we work from within. We usually a dollar is stretched way longer and further with a woman. And so I think with black women, I think, you know, we cater to care, you know, and and I think we've seen it in the past year. We've seen it for a very long time. We literally are, I feel like, the spine of the existence of the universe. And we pick everybody else up and we, you know, carry everybody else on our backs and we fight for everybody because we do know what oppression looks like and feels like to our very core. 
But with that, I think we um, sometimes don't dismiss the care that we actually need um, or just are so busy fighting that eventually our health and things like that can break down. So I think it's really important to have communities like this and, and businesses like this that are, are catering to women who are always extending themselves to others. Yeah, I also read in Forbes that Sugarberry is bringing together content, um, commerce, and community. And I was like, wow, that's so powerful. You know, I think a space like this is really, really important. Uh, and community is, for, is, is really important, which is why, you know, I have the Girl Field community as well. Um, one of the things that I just want to stress is um, how important do you all feel intimacy is in, in the midst of community? Um, right now, I hear so many women saying, uh, I love the digital um, aspect of things, but just having mm -hmm. a sister there to actually talk to and be present, um, how important do you all feel that is right now? I think that's critical. It's it's interesting because we launched um, a couple of weeks, well, right as the the kind of world was shutting down from for the pandemic. I think you know, sort of the announcement came out in Variety about Sugarberry a couple of days after we were in quarantine, and, and we decided to proceed because we assumed, I think, like much of the world, that this too shall pass and it would pass quickly. We had no idea mm -hmm. that, you know, a year and some change later, we would just be starting to emerge. <laughs> right. Um, but when we were launching, our initial plan was to actually roll out with these very curated, intimate events in, um, in different cities where, you know, we could go and commune with other black moms and women. So we were going to go to Atlanta and to Chicago and to, uh, New York and here in LA where we both are. And so, um, you know, the, the, and, and events, right. Face-to-face -face events and retreats were going to be a big part of the business plan. The minute we can execute those are still important to us. Um, and cause I think one thing we've all realized through the pandemic, we can augment a lot of our communication through digital means like we're doing now. And in some ways it makes it much easier, but nothing replaces face-to-face -face communication. Um, so we're eager to get back to that point, but I'm also very proud of the intimacy that we've been able to create even online, right? And even remotely. Um, I We hear so many women give us feedback either on our site or social or via the podcast about how they really feel like they're sitting and having a conversation with us each week and how, you know, not just us, but our guests have been super vulnerable yeah. with their life experiences. And, and we had an event, a virtual event um, called Milk and Sugar, which was a breastfeeding summit during Black Breastfeeding Week last year. And, you know, we had Yaya Zacasa coming, calling in from a closet after she had just helped someone give birth. That felt extremely intimate and really, really personal. Um, and so we're, again, we're eager to get back in person, but we feel like we've been able to kind of carve out this like sweet, safe, intimate space, even remotely. Love it. And, you know, one of the things that I always tell uh, my girl CEOs is that entrepreneurship and starting a business is not easy. You know, I'm a big believer that like this, if you just stick it out, you know, it is going to be worth it in the long haul. Um, what I would like to know from both of you all is just what is some of the obstacles that you experience was, you know, some of the rejection that maybe you experience while trying to start and grow Sugarberry? Because I really need women to know that it's 
it's not peachy and it's not peachy, it's not peaches and cream. And online, it looks like that sometimes. And we can start comparing and looking at other people. And we feel like shit because everything looks <laughs> amazing, but we don't know what really goes on behind the scenes. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think even with, you know, it, it's crazy because I think even with, you know, Ty's credentials and even with my credentials, like it's still hard, you know, it's still um, a lot, it's, it's a long journey, right? But we're in it for the long haul. And I think one of the first things that we, you know, it was basically, you know, three, three employees basically starting, uh, like literally pushing stuff out for us to like, launch Sugarberry, right? And so even with that, it was like, it's bootstrapping, right? We haven't taken on any investments yet. And even with going out for investments, I think, you know, it's 0.2% of Black women-owned companies that actually get investments, right, for, for, to, to launch their businesses or to help with their businesses. And Ty could talk more to that. But there are a, t listen, that's why you really have to love what you do. I know entrepreneurship is such a cute sounding word, but like, Literally, it is, it is so, it is very, it is one of the hardest things I've ever done, right? Outside of acting and all the stuff that I do, producing, starting a business and creating something from scratch. And then, you know, getting people to, um, to, to uh, believe in the situation and invest mm -hmm. in it has been one of the toughest things, I think. Um, I think we're starting to get our leggings, obviously yeah. our, our footings now. Um, I think we, I think we know, you know, what we're doing at this point, but it, and it, it, even, even now still, it's like, you know, pushing the ball up the hill. And I would, yeah. so I would say, um, you know, launching and making sure everything is on point is <laughs> tough and everything's not going to always look pretty coming out the gate. Right. It's yeah. not going to, you know, but, and it's and not I, glamorous either. I mean, not. like it, it sounds cool. Like the photo shoots are fun and you know, it's, 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 we, we beauty is something that Tika always prioritized, not because for beauty sake, for vanity sake, but we really think when you treat black women, to sort of cast black women beautifully and delicately is really a revolutionary act. And we're always told to be very strong. And so, so this was a part of the service, like beauty was a part of what we provide. However, um, you know, you can't really have an ego about it. You know, you think like, Oh, you see Tika on TV. You have no idea that like, you know, behind the scenes, it's like, I'll do whatever I have to do. Like I'll pull images. I'll, I'll, I'll make a deck. <laughs> right. Like you wouldn't think that you see that when you see her. Girl, I am, I am shooting those decks out. Honey, let me send, let me go ahead and just pay you to do <laughs> You know, if you're trying to get paid for doing that, you say that because I'm looking for someone right now. I have been doing decks and I, and I, and I'm just like, whatever I need to do to like push things forward, I will do it. Whatever phone call I need to make, I will right. do it. I am not too big to like push this ball up the hill. So yeah. um, I, I think that's one of the things like you can't be too high on a horse to feel like you're, yeah. you're, you're not able to do something, you know? Yeah. And let's talk about that because, you know, people see you on television. They see you in these movies and Hi, you're working with Kevin Hart and, and you are a COO. Like that is a big deal to be mm -hmm. running an empire. And both of you all are just so credible um, in your own right. Do people think that you don't get your hands dirty? I think there's probably a perception, right? I mean, 
And by the way, look, we could not do it without a team, even from day one, you know, we yeah. had someone who was, who was on with us sort of like, you know, helping to, to sort of like, you know, collate and collect things, but we're not nearly as resourced in our new venture or as we are in our, what I call air quote day job. So for instance, you know, Tina, show, I mean, the Tika shows up to set and there are like a million people swirling around her who make the show happen. Right. I go to the office and I have a team of, you know, dozens of people, right. Who report to me, who helped me make a thing happen because we've grown that business. But whether we're talking about Sugarberry or even when LOL was, you know, sort of starting out there, the folks who make the best leaders, I believe are servant leaders and who believe like they're not going to ask you, ask anyone else to do something that they're not willing to do. So I was, I always feel like, okay, well, if it's my name on the line, if it's my brand, if it's my dream, um, you know, in this case, our dream, I think it's that, well, no one's going to outwork me regarding this, right? So I'm going to get up in the morning to do it before whatever meetings I have. I'm going to send the, the emails out late. If the trash needs to be taken out, it's fine. If we're going to a shoot, someone needs to pick up food, I'll do it. Like it's your baby. Like you reap those rewards. And, and again, it's a lot less, it feels probably way less scrappy. You know, I remember we did our first shoot and it's very much like we're bringing the stuff. And then we just had another shoot the other week and people are circling around us, but we worked really hard even for that incremental level of support, right? You have to put some, you have to get the paper dirty. Someone had to kind of see which, a lot of times people have to see what you're building before they'll come behind it, right? I think it's a lot easier for folks, advertisers now, you know, we have lots of brand partnerships, um, you know, sort of media partners are talking to streamers and networks, but we had to get the paper dirty. We had to show people what this could be, um, you know, before they raised their hand and said they wanted to help, which is the ironic part, right? When you need the help the most, that is often the time that it's hardest to, to sort get of it. activate it. Yeah. And I'm a believer of organic relationships just happening when they are supposed to happen as they should happen. I believe that these things were already written and we were supposed to meet, you know, certain people. But one of the things that really stood out to me, Ty, at the beginning of this conversation was the fact that you said that you did not know Tika mm -hmm. before you all did this podcast. <laughs> Sister girl, can we talk about that? Because there is this belief that Black women don't just meet other mm -hmm. Black women or women. Hell, not mm -hmm. even just Black women, but women just don't meet other women that they don't know. And go into business together. Can we just bust? Can we just bust that myth real quick, sis? Well, you know, I think, and, and Tika can chime in on this. One, there was a woman, the woman who connected us is a, a woman who was a friend of ours, who became a, hers, who was a friend of mine, who I worked with before. And, you know, all of us are probably around the same age, okay. in the same industry. I gotta jump in, gotta uh -huh. jump in right there. Let uh -huh. me just jump in right there. Because another thing that we struggle with um, as women is, just being open with sharing friends. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. just stated that a friend said, I want you all, you know, I want to connect you all, mm -hmm. right? Can we just highlight how powerful this can become? Because sometimes yeah. we are a little reluctant. I know women that say, those are your friends. I'm mm -hmm. good. You know, I'm your friend, but I don't know them. You know, you and I will hang out on Friday. And yeah. Good girlfriends on Saturday, <laughs> friends, right? So we want to we want to break this. So your friend introduced you. Go ahead. I kind of interrupt you. Sam. No, no, no. You, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, because in we all are in Hollywood, we work in different aspects of the industry, right? 
But even with that, it could still be competitive because the truth is, even with all these new opportunities, there still seems to be fewer opportunities for women of color and black women in particular. Um, I mean, one of the things I've been surprisingly impressed with in Hollywood, though, is that how there does seem to be even amidst all the competition, because people are competing for roles, people are competing for spots. There seems to be a, a certain level of camaraderie, right, and, re and respect. And it's been something that I think we were really deliberate. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't know what to expect when I met Teek. I've seen her on television, right? Like I know she's worked with Kevin before I have. I, I didn't know what her personality would be. She plays divas on TV. She's literally one of the That's warmest, <laughs> but she's one of the warmest, most sincere people, but also completely about her business, which I think is the prerequisite to this, right? Like, I think it's one thing for friends to do things together, but I personally, whether it's in the industry or outside, I, it can be tough to do business with friends if they don't have the same work ethic. I mean, you know, you have to be able, we can laugh and cry about personal things, but when it's time to negotiate a contract or it's time to do a deal or count the money, like we, it's a business, right? And it's a partnership. And so one, you're 100% right. I think having a black woman connect us, having two black women join forces and bring together all of their resources and their friends. And then particularly in the podcast, create a safe space. We always say we don't sip tea, we share sugar. We have a zero tolerance. Like we're not going to gossip. We're not going to tear you down. If you say something that's not flattering, we're going to edit it out. Like our, the only point here is to make black women feel supported and cared for. There's enough out side of us um, that we all have to combat on a day-to-day -day basis. We don't have to do that within. I love that. I love the fact that you don't sip tea, you share sugar. Like <laughs> that, that was that was just the perfect wording for this whole vibe right here. Hey girl CEOs. So I am truly feeling like all of my hustle and age is kind of catching up with me. You know, I've spent so much time on my smartphone, on my tablet, and my eyes are paying for it. But, you know, thanks to Felix Gray, <laughs> realizing that our eyes were not meant to look at screens all day and they designed glasses to make daily screen time more comfortable and the workday more productive, I decided to go get the Love Lace model. Absolutely so adorable. Go check them out. They have like these cute little cheetah prints on them. So make sure you all get yourself some glasses that are made for the 21st century, baby, because we need things that are designed for modern, hardworking eyes. And let me just say this, you all have nothing to lose except for like a little eye strain. So go to felixgrayglasses.com forward slash girl CO for the best blue light glasses on the market. That is Felix Gray. F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com forward slash girl CO. Guys, and you get free shipping, free returns, free exchange. FelixCrayGlasses.com forward slash girl CO. Tika, what, what was, you know, what were some of the things that you battled with when uh, trying to build this? Was there any moment where you're like, okay, this is harder than I thought it would be? You know, I want to speak to the moments where we are like riding in the car or you just go sit in your bathroom and you just have a moment. Was there ever a moment when you were just like, man, can I juggle all this? Especially because most of the women that listen to this podcast, um, most of them have careers that they have going on during the day. And most of them have a side hustle and they're really struggling with balance 
So how have you, and I want to hear from both of you all on this, how have you balanced it? And tell us a day or a moment where you just were like, man, this is, this is a lot. I mean, I think there's always a moment, <laughs> you know, I think they get less and less. Right. But I think for me, I don't know why my brain, I thought everything would just be way easier. You know, like some reason I was like, oh, we about to get this. We about to do all of it. And then it's like, even when you talk about product, like there's a lot that goes into product, not only product, how does the product look? Not only that, how do we're like, there's just so many elements to every single thing. Podcast, we started producing our own pot. Like there's so many elements of like, holy hell. So if you have, if you're working with a group or you're working by yourself and you're doing it all, it can feel very overwhelming. And I think in the beginning, there were a, a couple of snags, you know, here and there, we, we had deadlines and we were running behind and things weren't complete or ready. And I'm like, yo, my name is, is on the lot. Like, I don't want to go out janky. You know what I mean? This is my first business going out. Like, you know, beside what I, we both do in the industry, but like, this is our business. And I was like, I can't look crazy. And I know Ty can't look crazy either, but I was like, I'm going on all these shows talking about this thing. And it, I, one, you're just like, oh my God, I don't want to reflect like I'm a person who's, um, who says they're going to do something and then doesn't do it or it looks crazy. Um, but yeah, there have been times, literally the day we kind of first launched, I, I asked God, I said, God, was that Satan talking to me about this business? Because it don't feel like it's going the right way. Like it feels like it's a hot mess. <laughs> and so there have been many times, I think Ty and I are both who have been tired together and like, but when we do get the listener letter saying, yo, this podcast has changed my life or friends texting me saying, I'm trying a different route to motherhood because I didn't know I had all these options from your show. It just gives us wind to push our back, continue to go up the hill because I'm like, there's something here. Um, and then now advertisers are coming on and partnerships mm -hmm. are being forged and all these things that are paying off, but there's still there. We have such a big idea for this company and so many yeah. aspects of it that it can sometimes feel like unattainable, mm -hmm. but it's just like, those are the things that push us to keep going. So I think there's a lot of times where you just feel like, oh my God, like I'm running from set and then coming in my trailer to do a pitch for a show <laughs> that we're pitching. You know, literally I have a half hour lunch. I'm running live there. Like, are you coming on? I'm like, I'm coming. And I'm like, Hey guys, okay, here's the pitch. You know what I mean? And so it's a lot, you know, and, and, and I think to, for your listeners, like rejection is going to happen to everybody. It just is including people who you see on TV rejection mm -hmm. happens every day, including COOs, including yeah. all of us, right? It's, but what is the passion behind it? And what are you doing to implement the plans that you create? Yeah. Yeah. And Todd, what about you? You know, you're, you're the CEO of Kevin Hart's organization. I mean, Lord, I, I can't <laughs> even imagine uh, you just being able to take on another thing. Like how have you balanced being the COO, being, um, a mother, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, you're wearing so many hats. Um, how are you making a moment for yourself? And oh, it's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, one of the things we talk about in our podcast a lot, and I say, it's so, it's so important, two things. And, and Tika kind of hit on this one. You have to, I don't know how 
I would be able to do this if it were just for the money. Now, we both believe we're going to make a crap ton of it through this because the vision is so big. But you almost have to like there is something I really feel like this is like, you know, life's work that we're doing. Like we stay up at night texting each other about, oh, my God. And, you know, sometimes it's a beautiful product that we want to make. But other times it's like why are so many black women dying in childbirth? Like we have to do something to combat this in conversation. Or it keeps me up at night to think about like how I kind of suffered infertility in silence and I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. And so I think that's a big part of the drive. The other piece I think is, you know, if you're going to go into business, I don't know how anyone does it alone. I'll, I'll just be quite frank, like more power to you for those folks who've been able to say, I've planted a seed, but you need a team, you need partners. And, you know, I just, in Tika, have a partner where there are times when you just have to tap out, right? Like I've had to say, oh, I, one, there could be, I got to go do something with my kid. I can't make this really, really important meeting where she's away on set. And it's like, I'm shooting a film. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I'm going to be gone for these three weeks, like handle it. Or, you know, when we were about to launch, I thought I had COVID. I was so sick. Five o'clock in the morning, we were having issues literally with our site going live. And I sent her, um, and, and, and one of the, you know, the, the women who was on with us very early on, and I was just like, guys, I can't breathe. I got to tap out. It's five in the morning. I have no idea if the site is going to go live. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. And, exactly. and they did, but you, you just, but if that's what it looks like to be in the trenches with someone, it's not just about making beautiful decks and cool pitches and going out for fundraising. You really have to think like, if you're looking for a business partner, who can I entrust my dream with, you know? And I feel really honored that, you know, Tika invited me along this journey with her and in joining, I knew it wasn't going to be easy and there were going to have to be sacrifices, but I got to say a year in, um, we have a long way to go, but I feel like those sacrifices are starting to pay off. And then that's what kind of fuels you. Once you see traction, right? Like I always say like success begets success. If you just taste a little bit of it, like, you know, the first time you sign your first big advertiser, the, you know, first time you get one, you know, some big partner knocking at your door or something as small as like a, you know, a listener letter, it gives you the fuel that you need to sort of like figure it out and keep going. Love it. And you know, Sugarberry aims to build the relationships with, you know, mothers kind of like in the intersection of career and, and motherhood and personal development and self-care um, and all those things. And how would you ladies say that this has helped moms who don't have that support and don't have any resources? Yeah, I mean, I, well, what we say first is like you don't actually need a kid to get in the club right? Because we're all about the whole mom and the whole person, the whole black woman, the whole woman. And then if you do have a child and you're doing it alone, you know, Ty and I have both come from single moms. Um, we've had very uh, humble, humble, humble beginnings. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, we know what that's like as well, right? And we also have people who come on our, our, our um, our podcast and, and speak and who have gone through the same things, right? So we always want to try to give hope. And we also want to, that's why we also want to encourage because we know everybody's not on the same footing, right? Mm -hmm. But we, we also talk about, that's why I do love this podcast because it, it allows me to be my whole self. It's not just sound bites, yeah. it's vulnerability, right? And it's them understanding like, yo, I was there at one point or you can get through this or here, here are, here's an expert 
to help you figure out the steps, you know, to, to do this thing. And so, you know, we, we, it's like mind, body, and soul and finances, you know, so for the whole, for the whole mom, the whole woman. Love it. And, you know, one of the things that I think is so important for us as women is transparency. And I love that you said that you are able to be yourself. Uh, I believe that we are in a space where transparency is just dominating. People are just flowing to and they're just going forward with, okay, I want to be around the most transparent people. I feel mm -hmm. comfortable here. Um, how important do you think it is that women start to be more transparent online, especially um, with social media specifically? I mean, social media is tough, right? Because people are more or less active. I mean, I think like I probably posted only about like our podcast for the last couple of weeks, but um, you know, I, I, we always talk about on the podcast. So this idea of letting women off the hook, you know, um, wow. and okay. I've, you know, posted a couple of times about just sheer exhaustion. Cause I think it's important to know, I, I don't ever want to become an impossible standard for someone else. Um, no matter where I, you know, am, even if it's like, oh, okay, I'm not on television, but if folks look at my career and think like, oh, I must be doing it wrong because I don't have it as easy as her. It's like, I mean, no, you don't know the amount of, you know, the tight ropes that we walk with childcare and how many folks have helped us behind the scenes and, you know, how I've had to say to, you know, my husband, like, oh, I need a timeout. I am so mentally and physically exhausted. And I feel like not saying those things, if those things go unsaid, then, then people may think that I'm having an easier time than I am. And then they may judge the time that they're having, right? Even with the fertility piece, it was really important for me to talk about it because once I told people that I had gone through IVF, failed IVF, all of these stories came out of the woodworks. But I was like, oh, wow. But no one told me while they were going through it. My experience would have been a lot easier had someone just told me we're not just like like we're not just snapping our fingers and getting babies every time, you know, because I wouldn't have felt like such a failure. And maybe the journey would have been a little bit easier. And we try to do that in every way possible. So we talk about our relationships. We talk about the balance between, you know, work and motherhood. We talk about, you know, times when we might have doubted ourselves. Um, I mean, I, I truly believe that not just us, but any woman who's achieving any modicum of success, um, it can't just be for you, right? Like that's that blessing has to extend to be a blessing to someone else. Like we're never, I believe we're never just blessed for the purposes of our, our soul consumption. It's always to either inspire, empower someone else. And you don't have to have some national platform to do so, right? It could just be the person around you. It could be, you know, the woman who works down the hall from you. Um, you know, the, the, the woman you're dropping your kid off with for daycare. So, so we never know how, to your point, that transparency might really liberate someone else. Love it. And Tika, you know, you spend a lot of your time um, on set and being in Hollywood and doing movies. So you haven't really come from a, hey guys, this is my story. Um, how has opening up and being transparent and telling your story from a not actor role and just from like, Hey, I'm a human being. This is who I really am. How has that freed you? You know, I, I think what we say is, um, or somebody has said it on our, our podcast, somebody said, um, you know, hoarding my, my pain, my fear or hoarding my joy is not helping anybody else. And 
it also allows me to just be me. And, and you get to see me, you know, you get to see me be silly and goofy and tell jokes and tell bad jokes or tell good <laughs> jokes or just, you know, just be myself. And so for me, it wasn't, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was scary at first because I was like, oh my God, that means that opens me up to ridicule and that opens me up to um, people's opinions being in my life, right? But it's actually been amazing, actually. It's been um, a joy. It feels like I could just, there is a space, I made a space for myself to just be me, you know, to be honest. And I, and I love that. And I love the sugar love so much. That. I say, you want to get to know me, then go listen to the sugar because all my business is on there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you all are building this company and then you have uh, your podcast. You know, what is next for Sugarberry? Yeah, um, Ty can answer this first. But what I love is, you know, Ty, Ty you answer it. No, really- no, 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 you go. You, you had something good. I could tell. <laughs> no, no Ty, Ty always has something amazing. And I'm like, there we go. Go ahead, Ty. Uh, no, uh, look, I, I want to hear what Tico's going to say, but we're so excited about being on the other side or coming out of this pandemic. We had big plans and and part of what this did was allow us to keep baking them, right? So you mentioned earlier content, commerce, community, all of the above. Um, you know, we are having a ton of success with the sugar and we feel like there's an opportunity to tell more stories around Black women in the podcasting space and not just from our voices, but for others. So I think there's going to be some exciting announcements coming out from Sugar Bear in the audio space. Um, we want to tell stories across mediums that really support moms. We've partnered with some amazing production companies on some projects that we're going to announce soon, um, you know, in the long form space and sort of like the TV and doc space. It's going to, it's really exciting. Uh, we want to give folks tactical, tangible ways to live the sweet life. So we curate a lot of products. We recommend a lot of things, uh, but there are a couple of holes in the marketplace where, where more products should exist or where products don't exist. And we want to be able to fill those needs. Um, so the playbook is still the same content commerce community on a bigger scale, inviting more women into the, the fold to tell their stories um, and growing the team. Love it. Love it. All right, Tika. She she slam dunked it. That was a COO coming out right there. <laughs> I felt that in her spirit. I was like, commerce, community, content. Like, okay. <laughs> she is a boss. Like, let's just always. She's in her lane. She's always. definitely in her lane. Uh, one of the things that we do here um, at the Girl CEO playground is that we do like this hot seat game where we just kind of pop out a few questions and then you all throw us something back. So y'all ready? Yes. Okay, perfect. So name three of your favorite apps that have made your business more efficient that you would recommend to any girl CEO that's listening to this podcast right now. Uh, the Breathe app has made me efficient because it's a meditation app. Because, <laughs> yeah, because it has five minute moments where you just need to breathe and huff before you can. And it's like, all we got is five minutes. <laughs> send an email exactly exactly um that's one of them that i really love uh hi um well zoom right helped us build the business uh zoom canva slack canva yes yes putting the graphic designers out of business poor thing (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it made it so easy shout out to canva What is uh, one thing that you want to you want people to personally know about you that they may not know? Personally know about 
You had anything, Ty? <laughs> I feel, like, I, feel um, like I tell all my business on the sugar and I cannot remember anything at this point. <laughs> I think what was interesting, what um, both of us, I would say that like, you know, there's this saying like, you know, don't wait for the fear to pass, just do it scared, right? Like we have the same fears, anxieties as anybody else. We're just like working through those, right? On a daily basis and still pushing yeah. forward. And I think every entrepreneur who you see out here in these streets is, is dealing with the same thing. So like your imposter syndrome, everybody has it. Don't let that stop you, you know? And and don't, what do you say? Um, don't let perfect defeat the... Yeah. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And I, I think who said that? It wasn't my initial quote. I heard it one day and I never <laughs> let it, but it's like, sometimes you just got to ship, right? That's what folks do in product and design. Like you got to get the first thing out there. And we keep each other honest about that because both of us could be perfectionist. And sometimes it's just like, okay, just go. Because, you know, if you keep, you could sort of edit yourself out of action yeah. and you'd be surprised the response you get when you just kind of like put your baby out in the world. Love it. And what is one of your favorite books or a book that you're currently reading right now? Um, oh, uh, the book I'm reading right now. I love it. It's by Kimberly B. Harris. And she just, uh, she wrote uh, high on the hog. She's a chef. Um, you go first. Cause I'm going to find it. I'm you're doing all the reading. You've been doing all the I books. I have been doing all the books. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, what is this book? Um, Gosh, just look up Kimberly B. Harris. It's her memoir. She, she was in um, she was in all the circles with like bald James Baldwin, Angela Maya Angelou when she was younger, and she fell in love with James Baldwin's best friend. Oh, my soul looks back. My is that it? Back. Yes, my okay. soul looks back. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's a good one. It is a good one, and this <laughs> is her kind of like coming of who she is in New York city. And so it's just a dope book. And, and I'm, that's the one I'm reading right now. Okay. I'm going to check that out. I'm going to yeah. check that out. Um, what about you, Ty? Tika's really been doing all the reading. <laughs> Lately, she, I've bought every book that she's recommended. Like also Cicely Tyson's memoir. I picked up for her recommendation. I'm not through it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Any uh, favorite podcasts except for yours? <laughs> <laughs> what's my favorite po oh you know what I, I one of my favorite podcasts i call i like it's called this is uncomfortable and it's mm. all the way talking about like money but like like life with money not just mm. like oh here's a financial you know here's financial advice it's like i'm gonna look this one up yeah it's good it's called this is uncomfortable and it's, it's really good Okay. I still really love how I built this. It's always interesting to hear how people got from point A to point B. There's so many paths to success and so many interesting founding stories. So, yeah. I'm looking for the podcast and it just starts coming on. the. the <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys, you know, this is live, so we don't do editing here. We do. <laughs> That's the best more, way. More authenticity, you know? <laughs> All right. Favorite music uh, that you are listening to right now or any specific artist that you are just crazy about? Oh, gosh. I'm so bad with names. I know. And it's, okay, so... <laughs> The, 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 thing the, the, if you don't know the name of it, we're all for shits and giggles here. <laughs> okay. No, I, the problem is I know the, 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 um, title of the song and the title, I don't know if the title is the best title, but it's such a good song and it's What's not, the title? Not, and it has nothing to do with the title, 
It's called Dance Monkey. That's <laughs> <laughs> it goes. He goes, give me. It's like, um, my daughter sings, it's like, uh, she has this little voice, this one, dance with me, dance with me, dance with me, uh uh uh. The way you move, da, 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 uh, uh, I don't know. Suddenly, it's just like such a good song. And it, my daughter loves it. But now I look at the title and it's like Dance Monkey. It's like, okay. <laughs> Shoulders moving over here. Let's come on, Ty. What you got? You know, I have been listening to Bruno Mars and Anderson. Is it Anderson Pack? Like, oh, leave the door open. Leave the door open. Oh, girl, I can't sing. What are you in a mood? Are you in a mood? <laughs> Okay, girl. Oh, you're trying to make another baby. <laughs> okay, right, right. Okay, so the the person who who sings it is called Tones and I. Tones, like, I don't yeah, it's really good. I, I I didn't either, and they were playing this song once, and I was like, oh, it's such a good song. And Ella's like moving, you know. I was like, Ooh, get it, Ella, get it. Okay, so anyway, Tones and I, they're good. <laughs> All right, well, ladies, let me just say this. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us today here on the Girl CEO podcast. Um, where can people connect with you both online and where can they go to find out more about Sugarberry? Sure. So I'm at Tika Sumter on Instagram. And then uh, you can go to the Sugarberries at, uh, at the Sugarberries on Instagram as well. And um, Sugarberry on Facebook and as well as Twitter, the Sugarberries. Um, and then you can go to sugarberry.com to check out our site and, and have a good old time. And all of our socials are on there as well, if you want to connect. And you can get the sugar, um, S-U-G-A, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, um, you know, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, Apple. Um, I feel like I wear on ours. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review. It helps. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you can find me everywhere at Ty Randolph. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you ladies for coming to play at the playground today. We've had such a good time. I, my, 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 my shoulders are still moving over here. <laughs> it's a really good song. Thank you. Okay. We about to get it going. <laughs> it's such a good song i promise I this promise. title is problematic <laughs> i was like that it was probably out of a i don't know where that title came from but it, i'm sure i'm sure she could tell you where it came from. <laughs> i can't but the song's great we just have a good time with that today yes. I, I appreciate you ladies and i'm wishing you much success and all of your endeavors. And however I can support y'all, just let me know. I'm all about supporting the women. Girl CO power all day. And I'm here for you, ladies. So go check them out. Go show them some love. If you had an aha moment from this podcast, make sure you go on their Instagrams and let them know. Um, I'm sure some of you all are just looking up Dance Monkey right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dance. I'm going to dance on Instagram too. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been fun. <laughs> Good talking to you, ladies. Oh and my God. Cheers. Thank you so thank much. You. Have a thank great day. So Bye. Bye. <laughs>
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.